Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and we are so delighted uh, to come to you again on this now uh, Friday. We're here on Friday, uh, May the 1st of 2020, and we've had a tremendous week in the Word, and uh, I'm excited. Yesterday, uh, we, we spoke on the armor of God, the armor of light. And today I'm excited as we continue in our study, and I'm excited for what God has for us. Uh, we want to welcome all our listeners, wherever you're tuning in from, whether this is your first, second, third time, we, we thank you for uh, joining us and fellowshipping with us in the breaking of the bread, the breaking of the word. And we pray that you are blessed today. So, Brother Marty, we are excited to uh, get into the word today. It's always a pleasure to be here with our panel, Brother Fernando, Brother Jeremiah, Brother Marty, and to be able to study the Word of God together. Brother Marty, I'll leave it here with you today. Oh, I wanted to make an announcement that I did forget to do yesterday. And uh, the other day we were discussing among, you know, our, my brothers, uh, as we go along in these Bible studies, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, uh, we're praying, which we're going to, in the near, the very near future, we're going to take a day to answer those questions. But if you have questions, you can send them, uh, you can email us at info at worldharvestministries.net. Is that correct, Brother Fernando, the, the uh, email I'm giving yes. you? Yes. Info at worldharvestministries.net. Send us your questions there. And uh, we will look uh, to answer them in the very near uh, future and, and discuss some of the things that you will be asking concerning the things that we are studying. So I just wanted to let you know, all our listeners, if you have questions, send them there, and we'll make sure that uh, as, to answer them as best as we can. Brother Marty, uh, I'll leave it here with you now. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be with everybody again today as we continue our study on the uh, the armor of light and uh, we have been given a command by the apostle paul as as we've been discussing the last several podcasts uh, to take unto us the whole armor of god and and that's what we're exploring what does that actually mean why is it important and what is it for and so that's what we've been talking about. We've been exploring some very deep things in the book of Revelation. And we came to a conclusion of the first part of our exploration in, in the book of Revelation on the on the, uh, the ten horns or the mystery of the ten horns. And uh, we encourage you to go back and listen to those. Uh, it's a three-part uh, series we did at the beginning of the book of Revelation, chapter 13. And, and that brought us, when we concluded part three, back to where all this originally started, which was in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And so if you have your Bibles, uh, you know, open them please to the, to, to the book of Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to pick up uh, where we left off yesterday. We're going through the armor of God, and we pray that we, we by the Spirit of the Lord, are able to bring some things out that maybe uh, we we haven't considered before. And so we're going to begin reading in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. And uh, the Apostle Paul says, Finally, my brethren, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, or because of this, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand and therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So I want to begin to talk today uh, kind of where we left off yesterday, uh, but there were some things that as I was preparing for today's broadcast that the Lord began to draw my attention to that, that we need to, to, to kind of revisit for a little bit and think about what it is that the Apostle Paul is saying. First of all, I want to draw your attention to verse 11, where Paul says, put on the whole armor of God. And then in verse 13, he he says something different. He says, take unto you the whole armor of God. So in verse 11, he says, put on the armor. In verse 13, he says, take unto you the armor. And there's a reason for this, and that's what we want to look into this uh, before we get to actually putting the armor on. We need to understand how it is that the Apostle Paul is actually addressing us and why it is that he's speaking in the way that he is. Because there's a difference between putting on the armor and taking unto you the whole armor. First of all, it's, it comes with this feeling um, in verse 11 where he says, put on the armor. I want you to understand what it is that he's actually doing. It's it's kind of similar to, for those of you who have ever been in the military, or at least you've seen movies about soldiers and stuff like that, it kind of has that feeling. It, it's like a basic training command. It's like going to basic training. What he's trying to emphasize here is that to understand that, and like we talked about yesterday, much of what is occurring in, in, in modern Christianity is is the, uh, a, a preacher will get up, he'll he'll share a few things, and then at the end of his message, he'll he'll kind of like give you out this invitation and says, "So if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, come on and say a few words, and and and, and you know, and you're saved, and now you're on your way." But Paul's talking about this in a much different sense. <clears throat> when he says, "Put on the whole armor of God," it is like a basic training command. It's it's like it's like understanding this. You've you've gotten saved. You're saved. You know, salvation occurs. And so this is an established fact. You've made a real commitment to Christ. You've you've repented of your sins. Uh your sins have been washed away by the blood of the Lamb. But but getting saved is not enough. It's almost like getting saved is like enlisting in the army. <laughs> that's kinda that's kinda what he's he's hinting at here. You okay, so right. you've enlisted in the army and you've you've gotten on the bus, you know, you've signed your right. life away to the recruiter, right? <laughs> and you're on your way here you're on yeah. your way to basic training, man. And so when when you get to basic training, uh the the apostle Paul then begins to reveal or or begins to direct us. It's like you got off the bus and now you're at basic, right? And 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 and, and you get off the bus and you be and he begins to tell you to put on the armor, uh, to become familiar with the armor. And it's kind of like 
what I was saying. It's kind of like when you get to basic training, the first thing they begin to do is is issue you a uniform. They give you your manuals, you know. They give you your weapons. But what he's trying to say here in, in, in that phrase, put on the armor, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like you've come to basic training. You're now a soldier in the Army. But you're pretty raw. You really don't know what the heck you're doing. And so the very first thing, much like when you enlist into any army, uh, is they begin to give you the necessary tools that you're going to need for what lies ahead of you in the not-too-distant future. And, and you know, when that happens, and it's much like getting saved, many people don't even know what they're supposed to do. But here the Apostle Paul is saying, look, you're now in the army of the Lord. And so when he uses the command, put on the armor, which is different than take to you the armor of verse 13. In verse 11, he says, put on the armor. So I want us to understand the kind of general sense and feeling that that, that, that incurs within us when we actually think about it. Because what he's saying to us really there is that at first, we're not really familiar with our tools. You know, when we get to basic, the first thing they do is they strip us of everything that is part of our old life, our civilian life. Our civilian clothes, are, uh, it's not no longer what we wear. What we do is we exchange the old for the new. They issue you what you're supposed to wear. And that's kind of right. what Paul is saying. He's saying, okay, you, you, you've gotten off the bus. You're, you're now part of the army. You've got to strip yourself of everything that you once used to wear. You are no longer a an individual that can go about doing whatever he wants to do. You need to understand that you have now exchanged your old life for this new life in the army of the Lord. And so that's what happens when you get to basic training. You take away the old, and they issue you what you need, and you begin to put on your uniform. It's kind of like, you know, they give you these books that you're going to be studying about warfare and all kinds of stuff. So we're kind of like leafing through our manuals, you know, which is kind of like the word of God, right? I mean, that's kind of what happens, you know. He he takes you from the old, he puts you in the new, and then he hands you the word. And we're just kind of becoming familiar with it. That's really what happens when we get saved. We take off the old, we put on the new, and, and, and they hand us the manual, which is the Bible. And we kind of like begin to like flip through it get familiar with it they issue you a gun right it's kind of like the weapons of our warfare right we hold our weapons for the very first time and that's what paul is talking about understand when you got saved you're meant to be exchanging your old for the new and here's the tools you're going to need for this battle that you're about to be engaging in whether you realize it or not that is what you are involved in now and so he begins to have us to put on the armor that's literally what he means become familiar with your tools become familiar with your manual in other words the word of god become familiar with the weapons that the holy spirit is giving you put it on understand this we're not ready to use these things yet. <laughs> so when he says put it on, he wants us to be arrayed in it. He wants us to understand this is the initial process. You have to become familiar with your armor before you're ever qualified to actually wear it and go out into battle. Many times Christians fall on the battlefield because they go out there completely uncovered and unprepared for what is just ahead of them. 
And so we're not necessarily ready to use these, these things, but the process of the Holy Spirit of becoming familiar with these things, with this armor, is found in the term what Paul was talking about, put on the whole armor. So become familiar with it. Another thing, I want, I want to give you this sense because this is how the Spirit of God gave it to me. When we begin to have, be issued these things, these, this armor of the Spirit, so to speak, it's like it, it reminded me of when I was in basic training because uh, when you're being issued the armor, you know, you're there with a bunch of other soldiers, right, and, and, and they're handing you all this stuff, and you've got your tools, and it's almost as like you're looking at all this unfamiliar stuff because you haven't been in the army before. But now your salvation has enlisted you. You've become, you've signed up to be part of the Lord's army, and now you're being issued all the tools necessary for the warfare that you're about to be trained to engage in. And as you're becoming familiar with you, that, that, that command that Paul gave, put on the whole armor of God, it's kind of like the drill sergeant, man. Because when we were there getting our stuff, our clothes, our, our guns, our manuals, all that kind of stuff, all you could hear was this loud voice yelling at you, right? <laughs> uh, and, and, and basically, as you're looking at all this unfamiliar stuff, it's telling you what – they're telling us what everything's for. It's like an overview. And that's kind of like what the spirit is. You know, you're yeah. holding on to this stuff. You're kind of looking at this new Christian walk that you have become a part of. But the voice of the Spirit is speaking and trying to tell you, this is your weapon. You know, that kind of stuff. This is your, this is your Bible. You know, you'll sleep with your Bible. You'll eat with your Bible. Your Bible is your best friend. I mean, that, that's kind of like what it's like. <laughs> but, uh, he's saying, you know. Put it on. Become familiar. And you know what, Brother Marty? That's <laughs> that. That seems like an extreme Christianity, but it's the the true Christianity, right? Um, I was talking to my wife about this. I said, think about it. You know, Jesus made statements like, "I don't do anything unless I have, unless my Father tells me to, or I have the approval of my Father." I don't say or do anything. That's I said, good. and I told her, I said, think about that. That's 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 what each and one of our walks should be like now in Christ, that we don't do or say anything without the leading of, of, of the Father and the Holy Spirit in us. Jesus said things like this in, in John 14. Uh, it says, hereafter I will not talk much with you. Why? For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Think about this for a moment. Jesus was, Jesus was so aware of, of what we've been talking about, the unseen world, that any action that he did or anything that he did would cause a reaction by the, uh, in, in the spirit realm, by the powers of darkness. And if, and, yeah. and if he wasn't led or guided by the Father in everything he said or did, the enemy would have tried to capitalize on that and ultimately hinder him from fulfilling his purpose on why he came down to this earth to die for us, right? So it reached a point in his ministry where he, he didn't give out much information. He said, I'm not, I'm not going to speak with you like I used to. I'm going to kind of refrain from, from speaking because uh, the powers of darkness are listening. Now, well, how does it relate to what we're talking about? It has everything to do with what we're talking about. It, it, we have to be led 
in that capacity, when we enlist into this army, we have to follow the commandments, right, of the sergeant, the drill sergeant, so to speak, because yeah. if not, we're going to end up dead. And we're not going right. to fulfill the obligation. We're not going to fulfill that which we're intended to do, right? We're not going to be able to war a good warfare. Right. That's extreme Christianity, but that's really what it takes. And we have to be aware, just like Jesus was, of what was surrounding him. We have to be aware of that. But, again, we don't come into this, you know, knowing everything, right? It's, it's a process right. to begin to understand what we are engaging in. And that's what we're trying to explain. But ultimately, Jesus is the example of what we, we are aiming to be, to, to, to be conforming to the image of our, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And he was fully aware of this, right, because he was filled with the Spirit without measure. So this is, this is, this is awesome right here, what we're, what we're trying, intending to, to teach. And, and I, I believe it's going to help the listener um, and, yes. and become fully equipped with understanding and being able to, to fight. Amen. And, yes, and be yes. on the offensive, not not on the defensive at, at the whole time. All right. So uh, I just wanted to uh, bring that point. Yes. You know, Brother Marty, the way you were explaining it in such a simple but beautiful way, it's the very opposite that is taking place today. I don't know if the correct term is to use, you know, preachers have cheapened salvation. You know, I don't know what other word to use for the lack of a better term. But it's almost like we present salvation as like the end of all things. In other words, all you got to do is get saved and you're going to enter heaven. Right. 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 But we don't we don't tell them, you know, that this is just the beginning, as you were saying. The moment you get saved, you are being enlisted to an army to 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 go to be a soldier. And I'm never going to forget something that um, evangelist Nikki Cruz said one time, and we've had the privilege, Brother Marty, Brother Fernando, to minister with him um, a few years ago. But he said the most crucial part of of a new convert, it's after their salvation, the next six, eight months in, in discipling him and allowing him to understand, you know, his duties, what he's going to face. And that's something that the church has neglected. We just get the crowds, you got saved, but then no one is teaching right. them, like you're saying, what it is, what are you enlisting for, right? Yeah. <laughs> On your yeah, way exactly. on that bus, you know, what are you really, <laughs> really enlisting for? And then reality hits when you get to the camp, when you have to deal yeah. with uh, Major Payne or Sergeant Payne, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh no, I just wanted to it was just beautiful the way you were explaining it, Brother Marty, the, the and, and what Brother Fernando had just said. It's it's powerful. Yeah, and that's exactly that's all good uh, what you guys are saying because it, it adds to it in in a depth, right? Like what what you guys were saying. What Brother Fernando was quoting the Lord saying, I don't do anything except what the Father commands me. Those are military terms, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh and and what you said, if if we don't have an understanding of this, you're gonna die, right? Yes. You'll die yeah. on the battlefield. You'll die on the battlefield. Your family will be overtaken. Your everything will be uh, uh, everything that you try to take a stand against uh, will not be adequately protected. But one of the things that you said there that really stood out to me was you will die if you don't understand. Uh, exactly what you're engaged in and why it's necessary to begin to become familiar with all the things that are necessary after you get saved. Why? Because, you know, especially being an American, 
American Christianity is all about self. That is the false Christianity. It's all about self and individual uh, individuality. You know, your purpose, your destiny, your dream, your vision, you know, your pocketbook, your bank right. account, your right. house. I mean, it's all about you, you your dream. dream, your dream. Exactly. But let me tell you something. You go into a battle and and, and it's not the it's not the army that that has a hundred thousand individual soldiers fighting. It's the collective, highly trained unit that that overcomes. And, 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 and when you're in basic and you know that you have the possibility of actually going to war, you want to make sure that not only are you familiar with your armor and, and with your weaponry and all the things that are going to be necessary to ensure that you have the best possibility of getting through this war alive and, 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 and doing something constructive for advancing the cause of, of light, but you want to make sure that your brother next to you, you know that he's yeah. fully trained you know that he knows his stuff because he's going to get your back. He's going to be fighting alongside of you. And this is why our churches and our church communities are so devastated right now. And many of them uh, are, are, are incapable of understanding uh, what it is uh, that they need to do in order to ensure the protection of their families, their communities, their churches, and their brothers and sisters all over the world. So that is what Paul is saying in verse 11. It's it's that sense of you become familiar with this. He's like the giant drill, drill sergeant yelling at us, right? This is your armor. This is the armor of God. These are the pieces of it. And that's what Paul is doing in verse 11 and 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 in and in, and in verse 12 too. What he's saying as we're looking at everything. If you can imagine the picture we're talking about here, as you're becoming familiar, as you're putting on or becoming familiar with this this armor, He's also saying, uh, he goes on to say, this is your armor so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So as you're becoming familiar, you're also having revealed to you that this armor is necessary. And the words that he uses there in the Greek, so that you may be able to stand, has, has three components to it. This armor is so that you will be capable. That's what it means, able to stand. That you'll, be, you'll have capacity and capability. You'll have strength. And you'll have a powerful force flowing through you. And so he says, as as you're becoming familiar with it, what's being revealed is that this is necessary so that you're capable, strong, and powerful against the wiles of the devil, verse 11. That is the tactical methods. He's using military terms here, the tactical methods of your enemy. Now, understand in verse 11, he, he begins to... Talk to us about that enemy, right? That it's not flesh and blood. It's it's kind of like the elite forces of the unseen, you know, the principalities, the powers, yeah. the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in, in in heavenly places. When he says that you may be able to stand against this enemy, he wants you to understand as well that the armor is not merely defensive. You know, you're not just getting behind your bunker and hoping to to hold out until Jesus comes. No, he's he's trying to get us to understand as soldiers that we are a we are ambassadors, we are strangers, we are pilgrims. We have been parachuted in behind enemy lines if you will. And he says when you become familiar and 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 the work of the spirit produces within you capability, strength and power by the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ in you, that power, that spirit, it propels you forward toward the battle. Not away from it but directly toward it. And so he's laying out the goals, which you don't really get a sense of it just when you read the plain King James. But when you break down those words, 
it is as that drill sergeant, it is as you're being issued something, you know, the armor, and as you're becoming familiar with it, the voice of the spirit is telling you what it's for. It's to, it's going to make you capable, strong, and powerful as you come against the tactics of the enemy, but you're moving forward toward him because you're taking back territory that no longer belongs to him. He's an illegal occupier on the planet because the Lord Jesus Christ has won that planet. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and we are his soldiers, and he says, go into all the world and take back what belongs to God by preaching the gospel, right? So as you guys were pointing out, this is the failure of modern Christianity because many times what we have is false or misleading conversions, right? I mean, we say a few words, right. we, you know, we sprinkle a few, you know, uh, <laughs> like highly Absolutely. crafted words, and suddenly they send us off and, and you're saved. But even if someone is sincerely born again, over the last 10, 20, 30 years, pastors have not even remotely begun to tell them, hey, you're in a war, and here are the things you're going to need in this war. They don't even make us aware of it. And so like we talked about yeah. yesterday, the landscape of, of religious activity, especially in the West, in the Pakistan West, is littered with disillusioned, well-intentioned people who have never truly been given uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Neither have they truly been saved. But even those who truly have been saved, been born again, and had a sincere conversion and salvation experience, they are not being trained in what we're talking about here. Neither are they being made aware of the fact that you have now entered into a battle, and these are the things that you're going to need to understand and become familiar with in order that the Holy Spirit can, after developing you, cause you to become a capable, strong, and powerful soldier in the army of the Lord. Now listen, that brings us to verse 13. Let's look at that. Because then he changes his approach and he's no longer saying, put on the armor. Now he's saying, uh, take unto you the whole armor. So this gives us an understanding between verse 11 and 13 that this is process. We become familiar, that is, in our initial salvation experience, we're meant to become familiar with all the things necessary, the armor of God. And that is a, a process of spiritual development. But by the time we get to verse 13, now we're supposed to be more than just familiar with these things, a casual sort of knowledge. But now we're, we're supposed to be trained, ready and understanding the, what the armor is and, and, and what its uses are for, its full capability. Too often we're not, we're not patient enough and we're not taught. You know, we're, we're, we're people that talk about the Bible all the time, but, but the vast majority of people that are filling the pews, and what really scares me, honestly, brothers, as I think about it, is, is, is the country is re re releasing its restrictions now. They've begun the process of allowing people to come out of their houses, and, and they're heading towards eventually in midsummer to let people go back to life under a semblance of normalcy, but which includes attending services at, at the churches that, that, that have been closed for quite some time now. And what I fear is that these people are going to go back into those very 
auditoriums, these mega churches, these other places of of so-called religious worship, and 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 get worse than they were before, and get less yes. than they even had before, and and so yes. it is it is a very very scary time, but for those that have been hearing the spirit, this is something that we need to understand. We are supposed to be more than just familiar with our belief system, more than just uh, you know a casual observer of. of of religious cliche, you know, uh, praying in the spirit, the, all the buzzwords, right? You know, naming it, decreeing it, and whatever. No, no, you're supposed to go through the process of spiritual development. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is the training of the Holy Spirit. And when he brings us through this, we are supposed to understand what our armor really is. Understand, in verse 13, we haven't even put it on yet. <laughs> you know, right. we want to we want to get all dressed up and go play Christian, right? But that don't work, and that's why we get slaughtered because we have not developed, we have not trained, we have not spent the quality, diligent uh, time necessary to allow the process to take hold because it will. But once he gets to yeah. verse thirteen, he's 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 now saying, okay, now you you're ready. This is this is post process. And he says, now that you've become familiar, now that you understand the application of every piece and what it's used for and its full capabilities, now you, you, you can begin to get dressed. But before we get to that point, understand this also, so many people never get to this point, ever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? That's right. They never get yes. to this point. Christianity, yeah, but... by, by and large in the West, especially in the United States, has has produced nothing and no one, very few. Right. But when you compare the belief systems of true Christians around the world that have been up under uh, intense persecution, whether it be in Nigeria or in Somalia or in Sudan, or you know, we could speak at length about China, you read the way that the Chinese brothers talk about serving Christ, they are serving him up under a system that is controlled by a dragon, by, by the demonic forces of hell itself, this, this communist Chinese regime that tears down its churches, burns all of its Bibles, and, 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 and jails its pastors. And they write to you about seeking God at a level that causes the lukewarm uh, Christian West to shudder at the thought of it. And it exposes the difference and complete distinct separation between those that are in the heat of the battle who have learned to rely upon the Holy Spirit and truly understand what it means to be a soldier on the front lines for Christ and those that have lived in the lap of luxury who have, who have no idea what persecution and, 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 and warfare is truly all about. So many never, ever get to this place. And the results of that, yeah, go ahead. I just want to make a quick observation. You know, the reality is that here in America, for the most part, when someone gets saved, the second step is the recruitment of taking a 30-day membership class, how to become a member in our church, right? Mm. And then we throw them out there and give them a ministry because we have so many ministries and we 
and they're active now members, but we never take the time to disciple them. Now, this is the observation. In the book of Acts, whenever there was a new convert, they, were, they, they did not automatically even enter into the fellowship of the church. It took some time because they needed to give fruits of repentance, number one. And because of the amount of persecution that was going on, you know what I mean? They needed to know that they could trust you <laughs> because their yeah, lives were totally. on the line. Yeah. Their lives were on the line. They were being persecuted, thrown in jail. They couldn't just, just anybody who says, I believe in Jesus Christ. No, it, 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 there was a, 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 a process for even that new convert to become part of the fellowship of the church. And that is very opposite of what's taking place today. Anybody who confesses, here, here's 30 days how to become a member to our church, and then here, be part of this ministry. You're part of one of our ministries. So, you know, I just wanted to make that observation. <clears throat> no, that's good, and 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 that's why we're we're emphasizing what you're just saying. You know, is is the difference between putting on the armor and taking unto you the armor is striking, because between the putting on the becoming familiar with it and the taking it unto yourself is process, and how vital that process is, and why so many have never gotten there because because and, and then and the result of that is is that is that themselves their families their overall lives are a continuous unprotected mess you know i can't i cannot and i'm not trying to lay a heavy guilt trip on anybody man i mean it's just it's just we are so living at such a low level of spiritual truth it's as if we view our churches and our religious quote-unquote experience or our Christianity as simply a gathering place for something about someone to hopefully head somewhere. I mean, and and then it's like from Sunday to Sunday, that's real life, and I'm going to live my life. And then when I show up next Sunday, I'm going to get together with everybody else who's having their free service coffee and donut in the in the foyer and tell them how everything just sucks. My kids are a mess. My husband's fooling around with the secretary. I can't pay my bills. And let alone start talking about evangelism and winning the world for Christ. I mean, give me a break. And then, you know, the little bell rings and they all go into their into their sanctuaries. They shut the doors behind them. They lower the house lights. And then they usually have some crazy loud music with some smoke bombs, some laser beams, some, some videotape that shows them something. And the pastor comes out and tap dances for about 15 minutes and sends them on their way <laughs> back into the battlefield where bombs are flying right. everywhere and grenades are <laughs> yeah. right? And they're not yeah, right. in any way remotely trained nor even capable of beginning to now take the armor. So that's why Paul is saying this. There's a difference, and the difference is process, and, and the process isn't happening. They don't know why they're in trouble, because they don't have marine drill sergeants for pastors, man. They've got effeminate cruise ship directors for teachers. <laughs> I mean, Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you said. You know, gone are the, are the great staunch, you know, warriors of the cross, and, and they've ushered them off the stage and out of the memory, and, and, and they've replaced them with these, these limp-wristed country club types that have no idea or the first inkling what it actually means to be a leader in the house of God. And as a result, we have an entire generation of people that is self-centered, weak, 
and absolutely incapable of even beginning to take the first step forward into what it really means to be a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that too heavy? These are the same. These are the no, same not at all. Not, trying not, to tell not heavy enough, brother. <laughs> these are the same preachers that are trying to tell us how to fix our problems, and they never fought with lions and bears. That's right, brother. You know, they never fought with lions and bears. Amen. So, but remember, Alrighty. we have to remember that that the Lord, He has invested everything in us. I use the same metaphor of the basic training, right? They say, it's, I don't know how much it was. Back in the day, it was like $100,000 uh, is invested into a recruit for like a six-week basic training. I mean, it, it's like food, clothes, shelter, you know, instruction. There's a heavy investment in every soldier in order to prepare him for the battle. Well, the Lord invested everything. He gave his son for us. He has invested and withheld nothing in order to produce the armies of the Lord. And whether we like it or not, he is the general. The Holy Spirit is like the general that comes to review the troops. He comes to review us every single day. You know, I remember we used to have to get up. They would come in. They'd wake us up early. I mean, I don't know too many preachers that get up early anymore. I mean, I don't want to put a guilt trip on anybody, but my God, <laughs> you know, David said, David said, you know, I will seek thee early. You know, thy, yeah. thy, thy precepts and thy laws have been my meditation all the night long. Jesus got up a great while before day to seek the Lord. We don't have that kind of thing anymore. But the truth of the matter is, in basic you do, they come in there with them trash cans and they start knocking them things around, man, and they say, you, you little, you know, sissies, get out of bed. You know, they start yelling. <laughs> you got five minutes to get outside and get your act to get. My God, you, you're wide awake, I'm, right? So, I'm, your, I'm your daddy. <laughs> I'm, your, yeah, I'm your everything. Well, that's just in the natural, right? And that's on a daily, daily basis. So, so just as, 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 as the troops are inspected every morning, so the Lord comes and inspects you, not only on a daily basis, but on, a, on the extent of a lifetime. He comes to review your life. And so <clears throat> what we are talking to you about is real Christianity. And it's not for the yes. faint of heart. And it's not designed to put a guilt trip or a heavy process on somebody. It is true love. You know, those drill sergeants, man, I couldn't stand them when I first showed up. But by the end of, of that time, when I was in, 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 the, in, in the service, by the end of that basic training, I grew to love that man <laughs> because, because I realized that he was trying to get me ready for what is potentially going to be a life and death situation. Well, how much more have the apostles of God and the prophets of God by the Spirit of God try to emphasize to us over and over unto their last breath that this is so serious and we love you enough to tell you the truth and to wake you up so that you can prepare yourself for what will be inevitable conflict because you have become a target of the armies of darkness the very first moment you said yes to Jesus Christ because you are a potential threat that needs to yes. be extinguished before it gets started. And how he's done that over the last 20 and 30 years 
is tap dance a bunch of uh, of little cruise ship directors, like I call them, across the platforms of the churches of the West and have totally effeminized what should be an elite force of light overcoming darkness by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. So the, take, the taking of the armor, brother, it's for the people that are trained. The putting on of the armor is for those that just hang out on the fringes of the church and never live a life of of a testimony of the victorious power of Christ in their own lives, in their families, and then outwardly amongst their communities and beyond. So when he says take unto you, he's referring to those that are trained. And this is both for a daily and a future thing. It's for your daily maintenance and for where you're headed in the future. Paul uses these Greek words in, 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 in verse 13 that are really insightful to me. Uh, the first one is take unto you. This is not playing soldier, right? This carries with it the understanding that I'm gathering my armor to use it. See, there comes a time when you will be brought into account. You're going to be examined by the Spirit, and the question's going to be asked. If you don't think that's not so, then go back and read what the Lord, I believe it's in Luke 10 or 12, somewhere in there, the parable of the faithful servant and the parable of the unfaithful servant. He says that the faithful servants are the ones who have their lamps burning, their loins girt about, and they are like men that are waiting expectantly for the return of their Lord. They're, 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 they're taking care of the house. They're, they're constantly on the ready because he could come back at any moment. He says the unfaithful servant is the one who, who begins to eat and drink with the drunken. And so his Lord returns and catches him completely unaware. So there's there this carries with it that kind of understanding. You take the armor. It's not for those playing soldiers. It's for those who uh, who gather the army with the intent to use it. It's a fully developed, matured person in Christ. And that's what this is all about, man. All this training, all this diligent seeking, all your failures, all your successes in throughout all this process have brought you to this point and should bring you to the point where you're able to now gather your armor with the intent of using it. Go back and look at verse 11 again because it says, the putting on of the whole armor, uh, the, remember this, the instruction is revealed there. This is the instruction, right? You gather it, you get familiar, we already talked about that. But notice what he says in verse 11, uh, that the armor is so that you might stand against the methods and tactics of the devil or against the wiles of the devil. That's verse 11. But look at the, the transition in verse 13. Now when he says you're trained and you begin to, to, to bring your armor around you, he says the armor now is so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So in verse 11, it's the instruction to become familiar in order to stand. In verse 13, grown up in the Lord, now you're able to not just stand, but withstand. And there's two different words there. In verse 11, where he says that you may be able to stand, he's trying to get us to understand that you must become familiar with this, because if you do, the intent of the spirit in our life is to, the word stand means to cause us or to make us able to stand. That's the initial growth. But notice verse 13, the command is now, take unto you the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand. And that is that is the word anti-histemi. It, 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 it literally means 
not just to be caused or made to stand, but you are now set to resist and oppose. It is the quality of one who does not hesitate or waver. We become proficient in defense and offense. Mm. Understand, these are details. And details are, are a soldier's lifeblood, man. Lack of attention to detail will get you killed. And Paul begins right. to say, now be, begin to bring this to you. Understand you are now trained, and you're not just one who stands, that is, uh, you know, being made into a soldier. You are now a soldier, and you are ready now to resist and oppose all the tactical warfare efforts of the enemy. Yes. This is the, this is the quality of one who doesn't hesitate and he doesn't waver. Yes. Your I always tell my wife like it, uh, like when we're driving, you know, sometimes she'll hesitate while we're driving down the road like she'll be turning and she'll hesitate and I always used to tell her cuz my daddy taught me this. He goes, "Don't ever hesitate because if you hesitate, that's how you get in an accident. You know, you go you do what you got to do, right? I mean, uh, yeah. this is the Christian life. You cannot hesitate. If you're not trained, when the enemy comes all up in your business, you ain't going to have any anything. You, you, you won't have anything to reply. Not only will you not be able to defend, you will not be able to attack. The fully trained soldier in God, and we haven't even begun to put on the armor yet. We've just been trained. We've, we've, we're more than familiar. We've become proficient in its uses. We've begun to acquire and grow and be matured. And now we're capable of standing, resisting, opposing, being both defensive and offensive. But it must be mixed with the quality of the spirit, which is all found in these words that we're talking about, where it produces within us the kind of spirit that, re, that reacts instantly. You don't hesitate. One of the things that you learn when you go and are trained to be a soldier is they have you repeat things over and over and over and over and over and, and, and ad infinitum. It's almost nauseous, man, because you gotta, you're doing the same thing. But the reason they do that is though, so that when you come up under the heat of battle, you don't, re, you don't hesitate. And, 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 and all that training, all that perfecting of the spirit as you've allowed him to do and train you and develop you, you become uh, instantaneous in how you respond. You don't have to think about it. They who hesitate get slaughtered. And, 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 and when you have become proficient in the things of God, it rises up in you. It comes out of you with force because it's not something – that you have to say, ho, oh, oh, ho, time out. You know, I got to go prepare. <laughs> you ain't got time for time out, man. You're either ready or you ain't. And so, right. but if you've been trained, it comes out of you without thought. It's muscle memory. Yeah. It's spiritual muscle memory. You're just reacting because you're a finely tuned spiritual machine. And you don't yes. waver. You're not wishy-washy. Like James said, right? He said, look, if anybody lacks wisdom... Let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, right, and upbraideth not. But but let him ask in faith, because what? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, right? Yeah. And and yes. and so so we're trained. So, Go ahead. No, I said so. So, brother Marty, in verse eleven, 
when it says put on the whole armor of God, that is the initial uh, thing that a believer does to get familiar with this armor, right? And yes. the Bible says to stand against the wiles. Now, the NIV says to stand against the devil's schemes. And and this is something right. that the believer has to understand, that the devil's schemes, it, it's almost like a, a large-scale systematic plan against every child of God. So as yeah, and that's what, familiar, we're, that's what we're talking about in the Greek that Paul's using there, schemes or methods, yes. right? Methodology. Yes. That's what he's talking yes. about. Go ahead. It's method. So, uh, so, Tactic. So, so when we put on the whole armor of God, we're, we are God. Paul is saying so that we can get familiar. So by the time in verse 13, when we take it, we are now ready to engage, right? To engage, yes. we are now ready to able to prepare to go out and battle yeah right? so, so there's so between 11 and verse 13 the training is to prepare us for the battle that's right? right absolutely with the added caveat if you will the information which he threw in there in verse 12 right who the enemy is because yeah. it's one thing to have the armor but not to know who you're going to use it against that's what verse 12 is about and why he breaks it down in component parts, right, principalities, powers, uh, uh, rulers of the darkness of this world, sp spiritual w uh, wickedness in high places, these are all classrooms of understanding and, and where we must mm. go and learn by the Spirit through the Word, prayer, seeking God, whatever way he calls you to do that, you do that. And it's in that that you become uh, under, uh, you know, fully trained, and then you get to verse 13, which is how he's talking to us, and then says, okay, now that you're trained, understand this is process. This is something, man, that is one of the most hard and difficult things to explain to the the, Christ, the outlying Christians, right? The suburban Christians. The suburban <laughs> Christians. <laughs> I mean, they're out there, you know, with their nice manicured, you know, country clubs and their nice uh, – you know, trimmed yards, and you know the 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 mothers walking down the path with their with their uh, strollers and their kids, and the the jogging dads that are you know having midlife crises. I'm not talking to those Christians. <laughs> midlife crisis. I'm, I'm talking to them ghetto Christians, man. You're up under the bullet sign <laughs> everywhere. I mean, you're talking about that. It's, it's, it, I gotta put on this armor just to get to the corner store and get some milk, man. I mean, you know, Come you've on, grown yeah. up under heat. You've grown up under pressure. Look, man, when we used to go to basic and they began to issue us our weapons, and then they would have you, like, crawl 100 yards through the mud underneath, uh, you know, this barbed wire stuff, and they're firing live rounds over your head. I mean, that prepares you. Stay low? You bet I'm going to stay low. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, so yeah. you're, you're, you're being trained, right? You're being trained. You're not, you're not, you're not out there in the officer's club, man. You know, and, and and that's where everybody wants to be nowadays. Uh, I want to I want to decree an officers club, right? I I, I want to pass go. I, I I just want I just want all the benefits, right? Pass but you go. see, <laughs> but you see, Paul now tells us, you know, this is for the trained soldier. You know, he's the one that's ready for the battle. He doesn't resist. She doesn't resist. She understands. I mean, he 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 knows how to resist, and and he knows how to oppose the enemy, and he doesn't hesitate. He doesn't waver. You know, he's trained because it also means, right, withstand also means to uphold. So that means to stand in the authority of Christ. 
And again, like I said, this is a very difficult thing for the casual Christian, and, and it probably even bores them or scares them to death, one of the two. But but the real Christian who's up under a battle or somebody that's going through something, now you begin to understand why you're going through what you're going through and what you can do subsequently to resist the devil. You know, and and it, and it requires training. It requires process. And for us to tell you any different would be to lie to you, you know, because because Jesus gets a bad rap from defeated Christians who have never been educated in 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 the school of of of, of uh, heavenly military yeah. training, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, so it, the word uh, having done all to stand, uh, so stand therefore uh, to withstand in the evil day. The word withstand also means to uphold the authority of Christ and to sustain, and, and, and sustain what? The force of his power flowing through us now by the Holy Spirit causes us to be sustained. It is a familiar, high-level, listen to me, and let's just wait right here. It's a high level of, of being. We talked about this yesterday. It's, it's exchanging the darkness that we once were for the light that we have become in Christ. It is an elevation of meditative process and awareness, man. I mean, that's what happens. It, it, it is the hardest thing to hold to. But over time, we begin to walk in, in ways of, of connectiveness to the Spirit so that no matter where we find ourselves, we don't hesitate and we don't waver. We walk on a different uh, level. We, we we engage in even the most mundane of daily activities separated from the natural of it, though we must live in this world. We're not of this world. And so we walk at a much higher evolved, for lack of a better word, developed sense and acute awareness of the unseen, filled with the light of God and ready to go forward as we should, in what every sphere of influence that he's given us, whether it's just to our neighbor next door or to 100,000 people in Africa, it doesn't matter. It's where you are and, and, and how necessary it is to let the Spirit of God carry us above. It's kind of like climbing a 10-foot wall, right? I mean, you don't know what's there, but you're able by uh, through trial and error and getting stronger or whatever to grab that wall and pull yourself up until you're able to peer over to the other side. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like walking that way. And so we're able to peer over the other side of the wall by the spirit of the living God. So he says, having done all to stand, uh, to withstand what? In the evil day. He's now elevating our understanding to uh, what the evil day actually is. It's the time between the dawn and the dark, right? Between the dark and the dawn of this age. He's letting us know that we are engaged in an ongoing battle that is giving way to a new day. And so it's it's going to conclude, but we need to become an, uh, a, an integral component in the army of the Lord in whatever generation we find ourselves in. And so he says, having done all to stand, right? That's what he says, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. But notice what he means by that. Let's read that 13th verse. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. We've been describing that, that you may be able to withstand. We just talked about that in the evil day. And then he says, having done all to stand, what that means is, what that's speaking of uh, is of the proficient warrior, right? He, he's the one who's gathered his pieces. That's what he's me- he means. Okay, you're, you've, you've now ready to take unto you the whole armor of God. So you've been gathering your pieces and having done all to stand. In other words, now you've got it all laid out before you. You've gathered it. You understand what you need. You're so familiar with it now. You're not just, uh, you know, casually aware of it. You've been trained in it. You're ready. Now go get it and bring it around you. And having done all to stand, having gathered all your pieces, he says, now you're ready to put it on. That's why he says, Standing, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. I want to point something out to you. And I, 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 I love all them, you know, knights of the round table and all them old medieval battles and stuff. Because when you read about it or you see documentaries about it, it's really cool. But one of the things that I've noticed about warriors is when a warrior begins to get dressed up, when he gets to, to, to begins to get dressed up, um, each part of his armor, every piece of his armor that that he begins to put on, it begins to transform his very nature. He begins mm. to I don't know how else to say it, man, but it's like it's it's like the the boxer who's getting his hand taped before the fight, right? I mean, he starts to like settle down and begins to focus in mm. as he begins to realize in just a few minutes here I'm going to be taped up. My gloves are going to be on. I'm going to go to the ring and do some battle. It's like the football player, right, uh, you know, who, who who shows up with his briefcase to the locker room, but then he begins to, you know, have his ankles taped and, you know, put on those those shoulder pads. And, you know, he's getting ready. But with each piece that he puts on, uh, he's transforming. and he's he, But he's already familiar with all this stuff he's getting ready to use. And subsequently, the soldier or the warrior, when he's getting ready to go to battle, he checks his gear. And as he begins to get dressed up and he begins to put that those component pieces on, it begins to transform him from regular Joe to soldier. Well, it's that same kind of idea. We've reached this point, And that's what Paul is trying to say now. Now you're ready. You started out saved. You know, you were issued this this armor. You became familiar with it and now you've been trained now gather it because it's time for you and there will come moments and multiple moments in the mature christian's life and even those striving to become such by the grace of god as he leads us and develops us and matures us that he leads us forward and so this is the idea paul says he says now stand and then begin to put on this what having your loins girt about with truth. that's the first part he's talking about and, and and understand, I want to just talk about this one last time. It begins to transform you. That's what the work of the Spirit does. He begins to transform you. You Remember what the, the Apostle said, uh, old things have passed away. All things are becoming new. This is the process. This is the work of the Spirit. This is the education of the soldier of the living God. And And, and it begins now. Once you are trained, it begins now with the very first component piece, which is having your loins girt about with truth. It's that belt. 
you know, Paul's talking and referring to, to ancient armor. So there was a belt that fastened to everything, that held everything together. And so he uses it so beautifully and so descriptively to the believer. It is that transformative process from, from regular person of the world to son of the living God, the daughter of the living God, full of the light of God, a soldier of God, in the army of God. And so he says, now uh, your loins need to be girt about. That word loins, brother, is so incredible because it literally means the very essence or the seat of procreative power. Yes. It it it, yeah. it, it, repre- it represents what we produce, what is mm. produced out of us. He says uh, it must be fastened or girt about with truth. Truth is the execution or the will or the purpose of Jesus Christ. And it also speaks of motive. Understand intent. I wrote it this way this morning. Intent without quality of character produces destruction. And that's why he's saying that that as the child of God, or even as a child of the devil, we're producing something. There is fruit of our life. The tree is known by its fruit. But this is the soldier of God who's been trained and now is 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 almost that raw uh productive potential that is there, that has been consecrated, sanctified, cleansed, all that stuff, and it's and understand it's going to produce. And so he says, the first thing you need to do, he says, is is, is girded about with truth. That is the execution of the will and the purpose of Jesus Christ. Again, it speaks of motive, because what flows out of us is the innermost essence of what we desire or will. And, and the soldier of God must understand that we must allow the Holy Spirit of God to dig to that depth in our being in order to cause that what flows out of us is not apart from the will or the purpose of the knowledge of God, the purpose of God, or the glory of Christ Jesus in our life. Understand intent without quality of character produces destruction. And this is why people go to war you know, and, and lose. <laughs> and and people go to war for many reasons, brothers. Ours must be truth. Ours must be exclusively the will of our Father in heaven. And that's, and that's the danger of, uh, Brother Marty, of this prosperity gospel. It, it, it appeals to our flesh and hmm. causes us to manifest uh, things in the natural that are out of the will of God. And that's very possible. We have a great example of that in Abraham. Um, mm. You know, we see that he, he gave birth to, or, or out of his loins came forth Ishmael, which is completely out of the will of God. And then we yeah. have also uh, and, Isaac, right, whom the, whom the Redeemer would come from. Right? And, and yeah. Isaac's uh, will thy seed be called. So we see a clear picture of the importance of girding our loins spiritually which is yeah. the, the place of procreation, because we can, if we're out of the will of God, do things that will have uh, great ramifications, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's it's about the intent, right, or, or, or of our heart oh, that's right. that, that will will manifest things that are yeah. hidden in our own heart that we will want to 
uh, uh, manifest in, in, in the material world, and they will manifest. That's why it's so important that, again, I go back to what Jesus said. I don't do anything. He could have done many things. Right. But, you know, and, and the devil tempted him to do such things, right? But he never did things out of the will of, of the Father because he understood that those actions would cause reactions, yeah. right? And, and he was, yeah, he was all God, but he was all man as well. And we have to understand these things, that we are, as children of God, you know, we have the Holy Spirit within us. And, and, and you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but we have to be girded about in our loins because otherwise, with truth, you know, we, we'll, we'll, with truth, yeah, exactly, the Word of God. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll give birth to something that we don't want or we'll regret. Right. And you know? what you're talking about there is, no, there's nothing wrong with that because, because we have to understand, all of us do, and this is, again, the, the, the work of God, and, and, and that is, is in the deepest recesses of who we are. Just like King David said in Psalm 51, right? He said, make me to know truth in the inward part. That's what he's talking about, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and he's, he's talking about motive. He's talking about intent. We can deceive our own self, right? That's what James yes. said. Correct. He said, Correct. if we're a hearer of the word, but we're not a doer of the word, we deceive ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and he right. said, it's like, it's like looking at yourself in the mirror and then walking away from the mirror and going, I forgot what I look like. He says, that's what it's like for someone who just hears the word or hears sermons on Sunday and then goes, you, say, you rejoice in what you hear, but then you go away and you forget what it is that, that God revealed to you about yourself. This speaks of intent and consistent, diligent, daily walk with God. It it produces uh, the the subjugation of not of my will to his. And we see that in the Garden of Gethsemane, like you were talking about about I don't do anything but what the Father says, <clears throat> the Lord says to us there right. in praying to his Father, right, not what I will, but what you will be done, right? And so that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And understand this, that this is being the first piece, our attention is being drawn to its to its vital importance because there's there's a way that we get dressed and, and with each component that we put on, there is also a revelation of what the enemy is trying to do against us. This first yes. piece, it, it, it must be understood, therefore, will be the very first place that the enemy will attack you and me. Mm-hmm. Because that seat of, of, uh, of our loins, that is the fruit of our life. It, it, and, and it is what the Holy Spirit, it is where things are birthed, the fruit of the Spirit out of us is birthed. And that is why... Uh, he 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 tries to uh, for to destroy it. Uh, uh, the very first thing he tries to destroy, therefore, is what our testimony. He tries to render us useless in the battle, even before we begin. And that's why he says, "You've got to surround this with my will, with my purpose, with my truth, because otherwise, what you bear fruit won't be the correct fruit, and you'll be destroyed even before you put on any of the rest of the armor." You know, because it, 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 and that's why he he says you've got to surround it with the solid foundation, so that what you're what you're producing is Jesus, man, in every area. Amen. Amen. Right. So so then he and and this is where we'll close right here, because the two are are two component things. Because he then goes on to talk about the breastplate of righteousness. 
you know, the breastplate, if you look at, at, at the armor that Paul was describing, the Roman armor, because that's what he's describing, it attached itself to the belt of truth. And so it's almost as if he's revealing that the two key component parts of us as individual personalities, our spirit is tied directly uh, in it, Our spirit is made up of two parts. One is the influence uh, of the Holy Spirit. The other is, is, is our born-again spirit, the two of them. Remember, we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. So he says it's vital to have them connected because the breastplate was a two-piece thing. It covered the front of your body and it covered the back of your body. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's the breastplate of righteousness, which is our justification in Christ. Now, remember, the front is our future or what is just in front of us, and the back of us represents to me that which is past. And, and so he says you add to it righteousness, hooked to the truth of your salvation and your growth in Christ and all of your, uh, what he's done for us, our sanctification, our peace, all that stuff, our justification is of him. And why this is important is because he's revealing to us that this will be the second place that he seeks to attack. If he can't attack what you're bearing fruit of, he'll then come around this way. Because what it represents is that the enemy will attempt to weaken us by subtly getting us to question our fitness and our moral quality to be on the battlefield to begin with. Listen, that is why he emphasizes this breastplate of the past and the future. You've got to have it tied to the revelation that you are justified. You are forgiven. Old things have passed away because he's going to come at you, just like Brother Jeremy talked about, with methods and tactics, with, with, with the wiles of the devil. He's going to try any way to take you out. And, and, and this breastplate represents that God has covered me and justified me from my past, my present, and my future. And so the, the hardest thing in the heat of battle to understand is how he fights, but he will try to get you to discourage you, and he will try to get you to, to, uh, to fold up under, uh, you know, the truth of what you once were or the, or the feelings of insufficiency of what he wants to make you to be in the future, and the two are designed to weaken you. But God says, Paul says, uh, that these two components are closely linked, truth and righteousness, because it's the blood of the Lamb. It's the word of our testimony. Yeah. That's our righteousness. Yes. So he says, Hallelujah. don't give in to his tactics, don't, uh, but be covered with his truth and righteousness, and your past has been forgiven, your future is assured, and your present is secure in me when I take you through this process. And so tomorrow, I mean Monday, when we pick it up on Monday, Lord willing, if that's the direction we continue to go in, we're going to pick it up from here. Let the Holy Spirit conform us into the image of Christ. Let us put on Christ like Brother Jeremy talked about yesterday. Let us wear the armor of light and understand the process. Before we take it to ourselves and run out to the battle, there is process. Let the Spirit of God bring us through it so that we will not hesitate. We will not waver. We will not go silently in the night. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> right? But we're going to go down swinging with the name of Jesus on our lips and the sword of the Spirit in our hand. Amen. So we, we, we yeah. pray that this has encouraged you, that this has in some way uh, motivated you to re-examine 
what Paul actually meant when he said, take unto you the whole armor of God. God bless you. We'll see you on Monday. Brothers, would you close it out for us? Yes. Amen. And yes, uh, we as we get ready to go into the weekend, you know, we look forward to having you Monday uh, again. Come to you again on Monday. We pray that you are being, uh, you have been blessed, as Brother Marty said, uh, with these teachings. And we encourage you to look back and examine these things uh, in your own time, and you will see what God is revealing to us. May God bless you. May God keep you. And as we always say, keep looking up.